It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome. It is Jeff Smith. I am glad to be here. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Lee Hubert and his guest Steve last week for hosting while I was doing some traveling. And, and the week before that, I was uh, on a cruise ship. So uh, hadn't been maybe live for the last couple weeks. I am here today with Jennifer Oakwell. Jennifer, welcome back. Good to see you, Jeff. Absolutely. It's a beautiful uh, day. You're missing it. Jennifer is in her bright green, <laughs> tall pink uh, uh, <laughs> shoes. She is full on spring. Full on spring today. It's yes. Today. So, so she's in here with the office with me. So we're, we're excited. We're going to be talking about um, executive and leadership presence today and um, both what it is, how to grow it, um, and how do you utilize it in today's workplace. So that's our uh, the topic day jour. Uh, Jennifer, all I can say is um, Tuesdays with Jeff and Jennifer and Lee, we know how to cook up beautiful weather. We do. It's I mean, working for us. Yeah. I mean, last week, uh, since I wasn't here, it was raining on Tuesday. So I was in New York City and it was pouring down rain. So, you know, if you're in Roanoke on Tuesdays, it's going to be beautiful. So you need good weather, come hang out with Volcast. So uh, just because we will be available, uh, if you want to reach us during the show, here's our phone number. It's 1-866-472-5788. Often uh, I will get some emails, so let's pass that around. It's jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is voltageleadership.com. You can like, like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Connect with me on Jeff Smith, Voltage Leadership Consulting, or Jennifer Owen O'Quill on Voltage Leadership Consulting. And if you're in that Twitter sphere, you can find us at uh, Jamie Jeff, where you'll get a combination of Jamie Sports uh, leadership tips and, you know, my daughter's going to prom this weekend, so maybe for some prom pictures. Who knows? Right. There's a little bit of everything that might mix in the Jamie Jeff. <laughs> So, Jennifer, you know, why this topic? What, what made you to say, you know, Jeff, she, she's the one that came up with the topic today, the idea. You know, what, what was it that really said, hmm, this is what I want to share with our audience today? Well, it strikes me. We talk a lot about leadership and practices and delegating and time and drama. All of those things are, are how to get the work done. But how you show up has so much to do with what actually gets accomplished. Mm. So there is an impact zone that we have. And uh, that's come up more and more in the conversations I've had with clients in recent weeks. And I thought, okay, well, there's something out there, something we need to pay attention to. And so that's really what brought it up. Impact zone. Is that like when I run into you in the hallway? That's right. That's exactly what happened. So one of the things that, that for our audience out there to know about Jeff is that he is a fast mover. What? Um, you're a runner. <laughs> but you're, you're, you have a lot of speed in, in your day and momentum through your day. You're very efficient in your work. It's something I really admire about you. And I've learned a lot from over the course of our time together. And it's also brought my awareness to the impact that pace has on a workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a pace of the leader is the pace of the team and one of the jokes that I have back and forth with Jeff because he's a runner is that I'm chasing him and uh, I'm going to catch him one day. <laughs> I, I had knee surgery back in the fall. You had a chance. I know. I missed it. But, but so it's, it comes up and, and that pace issue and how, how the people on teams match the pace of their leader uh, and then what happens as a result of that is, 
it's just a piece of wrestling that if you're looking at it intentionally and trying to figure out what to do about it, it's a little bit easier to simply know how to look at executive presence and the implications. Yeah, let's just do a little more unpacking. So this mm-hmm. executive presence, leadership presence, you know, I hear it, you know, I see book covers. Mm-hmm. I know we teach it, but, you know, our audience might be, you know, maybe we're not working off the same definition. Right. So why don't we just start from what's your definition maybe of, let's start with executive presence. So um, I'm going to, th- I'm going to talk in a couple of different directions Please. because uh, there's, the differentiation that some people make between leadership presence and executive presence, leadership presence being how you make people feel, how you how you land on people, executive presence in some um, in, in some of the literature talks really about how you look, how you, the, the tone of your voice, the impact that you actually have, your physical presence. People can see, hear, smell, you know, all of what comes through in the five senses. Let's, let's say it that way. So that's one definition of executive okay. presence. Um, there's another definition. Uh, definition that comes out from Sylvianne Hewlett, she talks more about executive presence as uh, as all of those things, right? It's the number one factor being gravitas. 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 What does that, that mean? I what does that, that mean? Word. But it's how you land on people. It's how you come across and it's the heft with which you um, bring your presence to the occasion, not that you're playing the heavy, because that really isn't how you land on people. People take you seriously. People listen to you mm. when you uh, come into an engagement. And it, and some of that has to do with the gravitas that you bring. And then there's the way that we communicate. That's the next big piece of executive presence. So it's, it's how you show up, but then it's the way that you communicate. And the last thing is actually appearance, how you look. Mm. So I, I like to remind people about that. People think executive presence, well, do you look right? Are you wearing the right? outfit and this comes up more for women than men but um it's not that important really how you appear it really has more to do with how you behave and Mm -hmm. how attentive you are to how other people experience you Mm -hmm. so but it's a lot in there a lot yeah you know, so I'll just uh, let you collect your thoughts for a moment. One that really st- stuck to me was, you know, going through a program with Jennifer. We we asked for people to just give sort of initial impressions of the people in the room. Yeah. You know, and um, and uh, did they um, over? Were they too big? Were they not big enough? And and all that. And you know, I would encourage you just to start that simple. Just uh, you know, grab a couple of people around you and just get some real quick feedback on, you know, what what would they say? And it doesn't matter whether they get executive presence exactly right. You might just sort of say, hey, you know, whether it's leadership brand to executive presence to leisure presence. Let's not get hung up on the words, but just asking someone, say, hey, how is it that that you view me? Um, you know, one of my, one of the folks, a couple of folks in the room really felt like I under leveraged my um, presence and that I didn't I didn't come into the room and work the room nearly like I could have. And what was interesting about that for me to receive that feedback was since I'm the leader of the organization, there are probably times where I'm not creating enough of a wake for Jennifer, for others to be able to step forward as as confidently. And it made me really change the next couple of times I went to some networking meetings and some speeches where we were involved that I had to show up a little bit more and not just go to my two or three comfortable people, but make my way around the room to make sure I could connect. Uh, Jennifer knows this about me, but I love connecting people and You're it's so a, shy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love connecting people and I found true joy in connecting yeah. 
And I think I just gotten so busy or sliding at the last minute that I'd stop thinking about that. And so the feedback really made me stop and ponder and say, hmm, what is my presence? How am I showing up? And I just hadn't really even thought about it until the, the feedback came. Yeah, it's interesting. I get, I've had some feedback over the years, too, and I've always been glad when I've asked. Uh, so I would encourage you to take Jeff up on his suggestion uh, of asking a couple of folks that are that are uh, working closely with you, but also a couple of folks that you really have cultivated trust with and, and ask them to travel back to their first impression of you. Mm. That's a very helpful question. In, for a number of reasons. One is that I now have an awareness of the things that I'm always working to overcome, <laughs> right? And so they made some assumptions about me and they were very candid. You're blonde and you're from California. So I assumed that you were not very smart. You wouldn't have anything to say. I, I mean, that's a that's a bias, right? It's a real bias. Sure. But it, it didn't take very long for them to learn that wasn't the case. Sure. But... Uh, oh, you're going to have stuff to say. I have things to say, <laughs> right? right? Uh, and... I, Smart things to say. Absolutely. Both of those things are true. Yes. So, but it was helpful to know that when I walk into a room, right, what I say, and if I have too much fun, people that don't know me are going to make even more assumptions about that. But people that know me know, oh, there's Jennifer, and we can take her seriously. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in play mode, it's not going to come across that way. So, how I show up in the environment, the contextual environment I'm in, it allows me to, the the power of choosing, that power to choose what lane I need to be in for this particular group, given my role. So let me just kick off this question. We may start it here and, and may finish it before break, may, may continue. Uh, we get a lot of requests for, you know, I really need to improve my executive presence, right? right? You know, and, and that's showing up more and more in IDPs, individual development plans, development action plans, whatever you call them in your organization. But we're getting a lot of requests. We are. Yeah, saying, hey, I really need to work on my executive presence. Mm-hmm. And so as you diagnose and start to dig a little deeper under that, What's really showing up? What are you seeing as sort of common patterns or themes around this executive presence? And I need more executive. It's always I need more executive presence, like there's zero and a hundred somehow. But yeah. yeah. Or that it's all the same. Yeah. Good case. So Thank one you. of the things that is inside of that for me is how people carry their authority. Mm. And and that has something to do oftentimes with how they feel about authority. So they can either be too aggressive and and full of themselves and confident about their authority in the world, or they can be underwhelming. Uh, mm. And how do you pay attention to the role? And they can be also flat. They can perform at the same level all the time, but no matter what room they're in, right. without the ability to adjust. So I think really when people end up hearing that they need the executive presence, that's a lot of I'm not adjusting. Mm-hmm. I've picked a I've picked a way that I'm being, and I just do that all the time, and that's not effective. Uh, how I how I go home and how I parent my son is not how I have a conversation with you. It isn't how I get alongside a CEO. It isn't how I equip a frontline person to to engage their team. Those are different ways of being. And uh, it's important to be able to have an awareness of what is going on over there for this who that I'm with right now. That's the magic of executive Mm. presence. The great master of executive presence is going to have that other awareness. Hmm. So it's already challenging enough that I've got to tailor my leadership style. Right. I now have to understand my presence, too, Mm -hmm. in all these different scenarios. Oh, good Lord. I know. Are you feeling overwhelmed? No. 
Um, <laughs> because I know you're going to help us through this. I, yeah. know, I know that you're going to lead us through this. And I agree. It's interesting. I, did, I had a coaching call yesterday morning. And uh, this is a gentleman is working on his executive presence. And we were talking about he'd been out with some other executives. And I just asked, you know, kind of what was your voice? How did it show up? And, and how much did you put in the room? <clears throat> and he's very honest. And he said, you know, I probably didn't put it in enough, you know, knowing who was in the room. But there was this whole story that came with it. Like, well, it was really sort of a presentation. And everyone's questions that were that were being asked had already been answered in the presentation. And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to just speak, just to be in the room and speaking. I said, okay, but let's talk about how did other people view you at the end of that session when you were there for over an hour and really didn't put two two words into the room? You know, what were some of the impressions? They're like, oh, I didn't really think that from that perspective, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I think that's something we need to, have to think about. Like, how do we make sure that the presence is appropriate for the right room and not just trying to be like the master of the obvious guy, you know, and just restating what's already been said, but also making sure that what we're bringing is valuable. So when we come back for break, I think that's a place for us to start. Yes. Yeah. Great. So Jennifer Owen Oakwell will be with us all day. So we're going to have a great conversation. Uh, it's time for our first break. So we'll see you in two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. 
Welcome back. I am here today with Jennifer Onoquill, and so happy to have her. Uh, she is a fantastic facilitator and coach and speaker and loves to, to work with folks improving the issues. One of the places I've really seen her make a huge difference, lots of our clients, but especially with women leaders around this particular topic around strategic planning, executive presence, leadership presence with all leaders, but boy, they're, you know, a real attraction to, to being able to help leaders find their voice and, and claim it, right? So um, just a reminder, if you want to send an email, jeff at voltageleadership.com. Uh, we've gotten one in, so I will uh, we'll pull that one up. But let's continue the conversation first, and then we'll get back to that question in just a moment. Um, you know, so it's about this, how do I know, you know, the right percentage of the time to put my voice in the room? What am I saying? Is it valuable, not valuable? What happens if I don't put my voice in the room? What's that say about my presence? You know, Jennifer, you want to start uh, your thoughts and then I'll add it too. I would ask uh, the listeners to think about when was the last time you thought about those questions? Mm. So those are important questions to ask because they have to do with your impact zone. Mm -hmm. So even thinking that you have one. Oftentimes we are thinking about um, the time that something's taking. Um, If it's already been said, I don't want to repeat what's been said. we're thinking about the person who's facilitating the meeting and us, if we're not facilitating the meeting, as opposed to the other people in the room mm-hmm. and the audience of the people in the, of those people. And so th- those are questions to really wrestle with. Um, what do you want? What's your desired outcome for your impact in that group? And uh, what do you want to leave people with in their experience of you? Mm-hmm. And how do you want to engage? And knowing that in advance will clear out how you need to participate. So I have a, an example of that is uh, I, have, I coach a leader who is really wanting to influence, but also not wanting to take the time. She's a high calculator. We've talked about disc assessments. And just the decision that got made of, I'm going to pay attention and make an effort to contribute 20 minutes in because there'll be enough time after I have something to say for people to respond but I won't be taking up too much time. I'll hear other people's thinking, so my thinking will be brighter and more relevant, so I'll wait. So we thought it through when, in the course of the conversation, would be the best place to have the best impact so that she could be wise with her contributions. And that's really hadn't been impactful, but it ensures that her voice is in the room. Yeah, that's interesting. What are your thoughts? I'm all over the board. Right. (laughs) Uh, So this particular scenario that I was relaying to you before the break, yeah, I think what was missed was this person had expertise that could have changed the conversation. And so by holding back and waiting, it it, um, it ended up that this is a relatively large group, let's say 10 or 12 people, um, didn't get the benefit of that wisdom. And instead, post-meeting has conversations with one or two people. And so I, I'll tell you, my first impression is, I don't know 100% sure if I'd invite the person back. If someone's not speaking up in a meeting and not being able to come come forward with some ideas, um, then I'm questioning why are they in the meeting? This is an introvert, extrovert. I understand. Look, uh, for folks that don't know, my wife and two of my, my daughters are big introverts. This is, no, this person had expertise. I, I wouldn't have put them on the spot. But I think that they miss the chance to shape a conversation. And then behind the scenes is sort of trying to have a one-on-one. And so I think there was a missed opportunity in making sure that um, your executive presence could have led to the group making a better decision, right? Um, 
On the other hand, I've certainly been with folks that I call them the motives, the master of the obvious. And, you know, they're, they're going to take, let's say Jennifer said something. And so I'm just going to say it louder. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like, well, but I'm probably not giving you credit either. Uh, and, and so I may be stepping on you. So I don't think that's appropriate. Right. So I think I go back to your word. And that's what's the intention. You know, so as you're thinking about it, uh, as you coming into a meeting, what is your intention? And, you know, what do you, where do you think your voice will need to be heard? And how do you want to show up? Uh, my, my final thought is, you know, I'm working with, with the CEO from out west um, who is by nature quieter. He's not going to be a high five, rev you up kind of thing, kind of uh, leader, right? And that's that's fine. He's very comfortable, though, in his uh, confidence in leading the company and being able to do things. So when he gives a compliment, it may not change a whole lot in tone. But the fact that he took the time to recognize to give a really specific why this is an impact, I can tell you that people feel like he said it with, you know, like, you know, horns behind him and with high fives, right? right? Because it's really thought out well, it's really intentional, and he looks directly at the person and says, what value and impact do they have? Right. Yeah, I probably would likely high five them and, uh, you know, have brought in gifts and cards and things like that. That's more my personality, but it works. People are like loyal, engaged, and want to follow him. Yes, that is so important. And that's it. and you, again, the pace of the leader is the pace of the team. Mm. So that's his pace. And people are able to respond. It's his voice is louder because he isn't. And it, it matters what he says. Let me get the pace one. And then, you know, I, I saw you writing down some things. Yep. Um, so this is good. Um, so this one from one of our listeners, pace. Um we have some re- leaders that just run so fast that they outrun the team. Oh, Jeff? What? <laughs> or, or disappear, and this confuses them. How do you give them feedback? Uh, you know, and, and there's, probably, you know, there's really some truth to this. Like, you know, I, I tend to be one that, A, thinks that everyone moves at my pace, and then B, thinks everyone understands it when I've just basically said the sky is blue, and that clearly leads to, like, you know exactly what actions I meant you to take, right? So there's certainly some uh, feedback in here that's, uh, that's coming right at me that I understand. But, you know, that, that is true, though, that, that some of those, they just go so fast, and their presence, like, you just got to be like this, fast, all the time with them. Like, how do you handle that? Well, that's tricky, uh, I, I think. It, it is a question of coaching up. Okay. In, implicit in this is yeah, a question yeah, of yeah, coaching question. up. How, how do I, this, how how do do I slow down? Mm-hmm. And so how do you craft a series of, of curious, it's, it's a conversation that needs to take place mm-hmm. that signals what you need mm. and what's missing in the absence of a slower pace at times. And it, I think it's not an either or, it's an and. Right. We have, we have what we have, and we're running at a great pace. And if we slowed down, you and I, for a moment, and we had a little extra time, I think you get better thinking from me. Can we arrange that? And at what interval can we arrange that? Again, it's creating and shaping the conditions for, for you to be successful and shine, but also to understand that that person is busy. I think back to the different paces you and I ran at when I uh, came to Voltage and you were running, not 
because you had a full book of business and you were busy. And I was not, but I had all these questions. But my, the speed with which I asked them didn't match your needs. Mm. And there was just a difference. So uh, that thought solved itself over time with experience. I can look back now and say, oh, that's what was happening then. And I also didn't know how to request and confine the things that I needed. So it's not everything needs to slow down, but you need a slow segment. Right. Um, there's also more early warning systems though for leaders of leaders that are just running at a at a quick pace that don't slow down, uh, don't notice that they're losing people, they're burning people out, and that the relation, their emotional wake that they're leaving behind them is actually costing them. And so that's a that's another conversation. Yeah, and you know I think what's interesting in that um, is um, this can come across as uh, if we're just using sort of executive presence. It can look like they're really charismatic. And from the outside, you might be like, oh, my gosh, I want to go work for that person. They're amazing. Look at that pace. And they're charming. And they answer lots of great questions. And they're thinking quickly. Now, on the inside, sometimes, of the company, it's that they're so fast that there isn't a time to submit. Like, what are the next action steps? And do we declare victory? And have we done the right things? Right? Right. You know, and so I think there is, uh, for folks, for the listeners, is it? Just like Jennifer alluded to in our first segment, hey, there's there's a um, presence that might be our external face. You know, there's a presence, uh, executive presence when I'm a church leader. You know, there's an executive presence that I have when I'm coaching a baseball or basketball team for all my kids. Oh, by the way, when I'm CEO Voltage, you know, I have a different presence. But even there, am I the coach today? Am I giving a speech? Am I at a networking event? Like all those are different, right? So what I would just have folks really stop and think about is what role are you playing right now? And what is the way that you need to show up to be the most effective in the role, in the space that you're going to be in in that next hour? The other question, if you're the leader and that you think this question might be about you, what's my current pace costing me? What's Mm. the pace that it's my habit? If I'm always, if, if I'm always at 90 miles an hour, if I'm always at 85 and I want to drive the organization, how do I discover what that's cost me? And what people think if we were to change a little bit and being curious about that, not to change it, but be curious. What if I change the pace a little bit? What do you think the outcome would be? You'll find out some things about what people really think about how fast you're going. It's a different question then. Is it okay that we go this fast? Because it allows people to share. So the kinds of questions you craft to find out how people really experience you are important. Mm -hmm. How am I doing? Not so helpful. But a question that says, what would it be like if I changed my pace? What what suggestion would you have about what I could add that would be beneficial to the team? And then you'll get a better answer. Yeah, I, I go back to some of the simple, um, you know, what's one thing that I'm doing right that that helps you do your best work? What's one thing that if I could do differently would help you do your best work more often, right? And I think pace and things like that can start to <clears throat> really come into to being. You know, I'm curious about this impact zone, right? You know, so we've, we've touched on a little bit. Um, can you continue in some of this discussion around impact zone? So maybe we'll start it here and continue after break on impact Absolutely. zone. Absolutely. Yeah. So... You know, I, I think it's a great um, concept, you know, I, I think in sort of, uh, you know, baseball and things like that. But, you know, we start with this feedback. But, you know, what are some of the other things that we'd want you'd want me to know about Impact Zone and, and to know what is my impact on others? What would you have me go do? I think be curious. And I say not just curious questions, but creative questions. Mm-hmm. So in order to find out what your impact is, you can't, again, to, re- to say again, 
how am I doing or how was that or did I do a good job in the presentation or do you like the report? Okay. Yes, no. Asking a different question. How would you present this material in a more engaging way? Oh, uh, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a more complex question. It's a more creative question, but it, it gives people, again, permission to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And as you elevate in leadership, you are robbed more and more of the truth. <laughs> and so if someone, we have a phrase inside the business, say the last 10%. And I was uh, coaching someone today and I said, yes, it's important to have that habit inside the culture early because then when you elevate in your role, people will start telling you something and you're going to start getting 80%, not 90%, and then 70%. And then when you get to the C-suite, right, you might get 50%. So that's just a, a way to make sure that you're continuing to hear what needs to be said more more on the other side of the break we're gonna take a two-minute break and we'll continue this conversation thank you jennifer Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Aliens with Gas, we are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Do, do. All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea. To Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. It is just a fantastic that you're here with us today. You know, really want to give a, a nice 
thanks to folks from all around the world. I've gotten notes in the last couple of weeks from many countries and really appreciate hearing from you. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this, to this uh, you know, not live, but in a workout, uh, don't fall off the treadmill. And, uh, you know, really appreciate the notes and the leadership lessons that you're sharing with us. And you do help shape the show. So please uh, continue to give us ideas and, um, you know, audience of authors or speakers that you'd like us to bring on the show. We'd love to hear from you as well. So Jennifer Owen Oakwill is here. She's our own in-house uh, wizard and expert in executive presence, leadership presence, and really being able to help facilitate groups and get them to reach their full potential. So Jennifer, you know, you and I were talking about a little bit on break about, um, you know, how is it that you go about working with people to help them have a better understanding of their own executive presence and their leadership voice and leadership presence? So, so what are some of the tools, tips, ideas that you have for folks? So besides asking questions, which I love, there's there's a couple of tools that I like to use. We often hear if you're the leader, you should speak. You shouldn't be speaking 60% of the time. You should be speaking 30% or less of the time. It's better to put less of your voice in the room and be a better listener. And active listening is certainly a skill that could come under the caption of executive presence, work on this, <laughs> active listening. But I, I encourage people to keep conversation maps. As they're, What's as a conversation they, map? Exactly. What? What's a conversation map? In, when they're in a meeting or they're having a conversation, right, uh, to notice what happens. So I write the names of all the people that are in the room around on a piece of paper. And I just note when I speak and when everybody else speaks uh, with a little hash mark. And when, I, when somebody asks a question or I ask a question, question mark goes there. And you can map the conversation. It's a really helpful tool to hand back to someone when I'm coaching them to say, I want you to think about how you're showing up, and this is what I saw, right? And it shows them very quickly how they were showing up in the room. It's a little bit easier to ask somebody else to keep the conversation map. If you'd like the feedback, it's hard to do on yourself, and then you sort of forget they're doing it. But if there's a big blank space after your name, why are you being silent? Mm -hmm. And to your point earlier, what do you leave people with? What's their experience of you? I don't have any impression of you or who you are your reputation it's a new team or it's a long time team but you're not showing up mm-hmm. and or i'm showing up all the time and i'm dominating the conversation and no one else gets a word in edgewise right and we coach all sides and, and the people in the middle right sure. people that are contending for um a voice uh, to speak too much or to be silent doesn't share the time. It doesn't share the thinking. And it's not that the other people are not engaged. You're not giving them the opportunity. Right. And the other thing, executive presence-wise, to facilitate everyone's room, you can also ask the question of, I'd really like to hear from everyone. Can we go around? I'm curious to see if your thinking is different from mine. This is mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. And it allows you, even if you're not facilitating the meeting, to get everyone's voice in the room if that's something that you feel is important at that moment. So that's just another tool. Yeah, so great to use around, right? right. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, you know, I'm chuckling. <clears throat> I remember doing this exercise with you in a group, and we had someone that um, they asked the group, I think there was four in the group, and uh, this person said everyone's spoken about 25% of the time. It had been pretty equal. And then uh, they said, well, that's not really how I experienced it. And this particular person, they said, spoke about 75% of the time, where he had kind of said everyone spoke about 25 and everyone in the group kind of agreed that he spoke about 75% of the time. You know, and so that's one of those where sometimes our own self-awareness just, you know, can trip us up. You know, so this is a really great one to, 
yeah, self-awareness is good. I like the map where you actually do it. I also like, you know, sometimes checking that self-awareness with asking somebody else because he was sworn he only spoke 25% of the time. Having watched that group, it really was. He spoke about 75% of the time. We have blind spots. Yeah. (laughs) Similarly, you know, what roles do we take when we come in? So I've observed recently a leader that consistently is the one in a group setting that volunteers take the notes to go to the whiteboard. You know, and that's fine, except this person has a big title and is, you know, very much a thought leader in all other parts of the business, but gets in the meeting and their comfort zone is, you know, let me be the administrative person. And it's like, ooh, that's given up some some of your presence and some of your ability to take a step back. And, and this person, whenever they take their notes, they don't speak. And so it really gives up their input into the room because they're tr- so diligent and great. They're a great note taker, by the way, but at taking the notes, but we lose their their thought leadership and their voice in the room. So I think be really cognizant of what role are you trying to accept in the room. It's very important, very important <clears throat> and intentional about what that's going to communicate. Yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, conversation maps asking for some feedback, think about your intention. You know, it looks like uh, you got this really great worksheet that you brought in that yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'll just remind people, if you are interested in getting more information and tips throughout the week, um, follow us on any of those places, but also go out to voltageleadership.com and you will see that we write a weekly blog. Generally, Lee, Jennifer, and I kind of take turns rotating. So this will be a future blog and a future tool that will show up. Right. Um, Jennifer and I are looking at the blog as, as we speak. But uh, again, voltageleadership.com, and you'll get some tools and tips throughout the course of the week. So Jennifer, kind of take us, you know, through this, you know, tips for executive presence and this uh, this worksheet you've got. So one of the equations that I uh, that I use in teaching folks about executive presence it's awareness plus your intention equals mindful leadership. Mm. So are you aware of how you're showing up? It doesn't matter what you intend. Mm. <laughs> we measure ourselves by our intentions, but others by their impact. Right. And other people are, that means, folks, that other people are measuring you by how you make them feel, mm-hmm. how you land on them, not what the intent was, not any of that. So being aware and having intention uh, about what you're doing allows for mindful leadership. And I'm always curious people to really even be self-reflective about a number of different aspects of how we land on people, right? So how composed are we? I'm going to go through a bunch of C's of coming. Bunch of C's. And know, and again, that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll send this out in a few weeks. But if you're driving, don't try to write this down. If you're at home listening, then feel free to write it down. But know that we'll, we will send this out, this type of information in the future. But it uh, looks like about six or seven. So, so go for it, Jennifer. So there's about seven different areas that I ask folks to rate themselves uh, on a scale of one to ten. Uh, 10 is the best, right? How do you write your composure? And how would others write your composure? So it's a, it's a great, easy way to ask a question, get some feedback. Uh, how is your connectivity with people? Well, that one's really, Are you able to make a connection? Well, that's really changed in this world with uh, smartphones and laptops and all that in meetings. You know, that's one of my biggest observations is that you could really see where people engaged. And now it's like, you know, hey, guys, by the way, we see that you're you know, you're connecting and sending emails underneath the table, you know, like we're not, we're not blind to that, you know. One of the things I've noticed, even in in some of the small groups of executives that we have is the minute somebody starts looking at their phone, their attention drops, even if they're looking at their notes, yeah. or they're trying to use it as a tool to be engaged, it has the opposite effect. Yeah. And so what I say, alongside when I'm walking out with folks, uh, in in the in moment coaching, next time print out what you want 
and bring a paper copy because it feels different to yeah. people. Yeah. The machine gets in the way. So yeah. if you have, uh, if you want an executive and you're thinking about how you want to lead your meetings, ask people to bring a notepad and paper and shut the laptop and be with each other. Ooh, we're back to the 1970s. So, so far yeah. on this list, we got composure and connection. What's next? Yeah. Charisma. Mm. Charisma. That's a, how much energy are you bringing and how engaged are you? It doesn't mean that you have to be Susie Sunshine. <laughs> But it, it is the piece of, are you awake and engaged and present? Right? Okay. So charisma. A confidence. Are you confident? Are you communicating that you have command of the situation? And credibility. Uh, telling the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Being honest. People believe what you say. Clarity of communication. Mm-hmm. Are you clear in what you're saying. And conciseness. This is where I am struggling. <laughs> Clearly, we can even say, as I've given the... Given the uh, seven different C's, they didn't come one right after the other. But I'll do that now. Composure, connection, charisma, confidence, credibility, clarity of communication, and conciseness. So do I have to be a 10 in all this to have effective uh, executive presence? No, you have to be happy with your answer. Oh, happy with my answer. And And it has to match the answer of the people around you uh, about you. And that's the magic. You, if you're self-aware and you know how you're landing, then at least you're in command of your own uh, presence. At least you're landing the way you intend. And so there's not a gap. It's when there's a gap between the impact that you think you have and the impact that you actually have that people's success suffers. Mm-hmm. But when you close the gap to where it's really seamless between the impact that you intend to have and the impact that you actually have, then you are where you want to be. Oh, interesting. Uh, You know, what about some habits? seems like you've got some habits to look out for as well. I do. Crossing your arms and legs, and I'll call you out, Jeff. You had your arms crossed in a meeting the other day, and I was like, could you just let go of those? (laughs) Put them on the table, put them in your lap. When we cross our arms across our chest, it just closes us off. We cross our arms and legs, and it says, stay away. I'm not engaged. Um, it's a habit. It's comfortable. I do it too. Sure. Um, I noticed in church the other day. It, it is. I mean, you know, the crack up is that's where I'm comfortable. Occasionally I'm chilly, you know, and occasionally I am really closed off. Right. So, but to your point, just noticing. Okay. Good. Uh, this is the second one. And, I, and it, I know it made you chuckle. My resting face smiles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, is, what is a resting face? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, and I'm, I'm picturing someone that, uh, excuse the language, but sometimes they, they'll use a B word, rhymes with pitch, uh, you know, and that that's like a, a blank face, right? And that they just like, they look like you're, they're pissed off all the time and they're mad all the time. You know, so, you know, what is my resting face? You know, what do I look like in a meeting? You know, and sometimes you look and you're like, I'm not going to ask that person something. They, they don't look very happy. Or when you're walking down the hall. Oh, yeah. If when you're just getting out of your car, how right. are you showing yourself to yeah. the world? Okay. Good. Um, when I talk with my hands, my palms face up. Okay. So back of the hand. Yeah. It's no. Right. But if your palms are facing, it's just more open posture. Okay. Interesting. Simple change. Uh, my posture is excellent. Nice. She stands a little as taller. I stand a little t- my posture is not excellent as I stand here, but it is much better now. The dancer in her just <laughs> stood full on. Yes. Okay. Gained about six inches. Um, I'm able to look people in the eye. Okay. So, you know, what we'll do is we're up against a break. So let's come back and really talk about how do we use that and, uh, you know, how do you apply it? So we'll come back. This is our last break for the show. So we'll be back in two minutes. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and so glad you're here with us today. Um, so Jennifer Owen Quill has been here giving us ideas about executive presence, some tips and tools right before the break. We were noticing our habits. Um, so Jennifer, let's just continue that conversation. You know, you had your seven C's, so you know, folks can listen back to their, their seven C's. Um, we also have habits of uh, do I how's my resting face look, my crossing of arms, how good is my posture? You know, what else do you want us to know about uh, you know about the tips for executive presence? Well, I want to spend a moment on uh, looking people in the eyes, actually, because mm. something that I, I got some feedback on early in my career, uh, it was just helpful. Um, I had someone in in a conversation say to me, I feel like you don't care about what I'm saying right now. You're not looking at me. Mm. And I was paying such close attention to what they were saying. And when I do that, I look up and to the right. <laughs> sure. That's my mm-hmm. habit. That's where I look when I'm paying close attention and I'm really listening. I lean in with my ear and I attend in that way. Not helpful because that person wanted me to look them in the eye. So I've learned that there are folks that most folks appreciate that eye contact, more eye contact than uh, I need from people. Mm. But 
but it was helpful to learn about myself that I really have to focus. And there are things that you get from folks when you look them in the eye, as you and I are now looking each other in the eye for the for really the first long moments of this conversation. So that's an important that's an important piece. But you have some thoughts about that too. Yeah, a couple of thoughts. Um, and you know this about me as well as the team. Uh, I tend to look at the window. You know, um, if I study too much, I'm an auditory learner. So if I'm watching too much and Jennifer's got like her hair's going here and she's got her glasses on now and she's waving with her hands, I get distracted by all that shiny bright object going on <laughs> and I lose track of the message. You know, Lee Huber's dying laughing as Lee, Lee's one that, you know, talks with his hands and all that kind of stuff. I do as well. So I will often look at the window and I'm not, I couldn't tell you what's outside that window. But for me, that's how I concentrate. But I know that. If I don't tell people that in a coaching session or in our staff meeting, you know, if I'm not explicit with that, they think I'm disinterested. So I've had to learn that that's something I need to explain. And sometimes I remember, sometimes I forget, you know. Additionally, what I'd say is you'll have to learn as we work with this executive presence and you get better and better at that There are some cultures, though, where uh, that's too strong of a statement to look someone directly. You know, so there are some Asian cultures. If you're, you know, trying to maintain that really uh, uh, American eye contact where, uh, you know, we think that's building trust, that's too intense for their relationships. And so you also have to understand just what culture, what environment am I in, and is that appropriate or not? So I, more than we want to cover today, but just to be aware and just to learn, hey, it's going to be sometimes different in different cultures. And I would also say along those lines that proximity differs mm-hmm. from culture to culture and yes. person to person. And, and touching, <clears throat> yes. don't touch people. Right. I mean, <laughs> just in business. Yeah. Just be careful and don't, don't touch people. Yeah, I was up at NYU last week doing some work, um, and I needed to reach out and show, demonstrate something that was had happened in our um, in our obstacle course that we we're doing. And so I was very clear. I said, I'm getting ready to touch you to said person, and and so I just want you to know. And she's like, yeah, that's okay. But if I just touched her right out of the gate, it would have been bad for the whole room. Right. But I was being very intentional. I said, I need to do this to demonstrate, and this is part of it. She's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But it would have like set the whole room back if I'd done that, right? Right. So this whole, you know, executive presence thing, you know, if I want to get better at this, you know, and and what are the key takeaways that you want me to do? You know, I know you've got a couple of good YouTube videos that, that I know I've watched with you, you know, but what else do you want me to know? And what are some tips and tools for our listeners to, to walk away and go do differently? So one of the uh, assignments, if I were to be able to give an assignment to a listening audience, would be to know what your message is. Uh, it's it's helpful to know what it is that you want to communicate to have mm-hmm. that clear in your mind. Yeah. And so I actually ask people to do that in ten or fewer words. For me, it's I equip leaders to thrive. Okay. To know what I do, and that's what I want to be communicating in every setting that I'm in, mm-hmm. no matter what, because that's part of the why of, of my as my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So I equip leaders to thrive. How can I do that in this setting? What's the right way to do that given this context? And, and so the other piece is uh, be aware of the context that you're in mm-hmm. and think about how who you are needs to land in that context, right? How I show up at Disneyland is different mm-hmm. than how I show up when I'm giving a speech. Well, maybe not, but uh, it's different than how I show up when I'm sitting with someone and we're having a coaching conversation. They're just different environments. Is your voice too big? So I have a really big voice. What? Right? 
God. I know it's so surprising, <laughs> but one of the things that, that I've had to work on is that the rooms I've been now are smaller mm-hmm. than they were in my previous career. I was in large rooms and I had to command attention in larger spaces. So those are some things to be aware of. Asking curious questions, creative questions though, not just curious questions, but creative questions. And and getting a couple of trusted colleagues it can really give you some good feedback. So I just crossed my arms. Darn. I know, you did it again. Yeah, <laughs> but it really was comfortable. <laughs> I was just going to lean on the table here. Yeah. Uh, see, see, now I'm all self-conscious about it. And I think you, no, I think that's important. But that's called, that's, you're conscious now. Right. And that's important is that this is going to feel awkward the first few times Absolutely. you try to do it. And so I want people to understand that, yeah, it feels awkward. But after a while, it doesn't. You know, so for a little while, it's awkward and you notice and, you know, that's okay because now you've raised your awareness. You're consciously aware of it. You'll go back to, you'll be unconsciously competent at it soon enough, right? But to start to notice and yeah, you're going to trip over it. Fine. You know what I say? Um, Feedback is a gift. And so asking people in the room to say, hey, I'm going to ask for some feedback about my executive presence and how am I doing? And to be open to that feedback, the next couple of times you're going to be sensitive to it in the room. I promise you by about the third or fourth time, you go back to a new normal that may have upped your executive presence. So just being open to that feedback. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. What else you got there? Let's see. How much time do we have? We got about a minute awesome. for you to be brilliant. I can be brilliant in a minute. Work so on this don't, for, don't forget the other <laughs> awareness. If there was one thing I would leave you with is what is the experience, the firsthand experience of that person, not about you, about their world, because you come about 10th for them, you know, mm-hmm. unless it's a, unless it's a key player in your life, a spouse, or, but in, at work, right, you're coming about 10th. And so being able to stand under their reality and see how you are coming across and the role that you're in from their point of view will really help you level set uh, how you behave with that person or that group, that team. Yeah. And for me, thank you, Jennifer. Um, it's about What's your intention? And just really being understanding. When you walk in a room, from the time you walk in the room, you know, if you're a leader, people are noticing, right? And so let's say that you're not the leader, but they're still going to be noticing you. So peers are going to be like, hey, I wonder what was going on with Jeff today? What kind of mood was that? And the people were, were always sort of making assessments. And so the more intentional you can be, just, you know, play with it some, you know, and see what you want. Um, to your point, uh, I, I will often ask a leader, you know, if, if you've always been the leader, Tell me about the time you gone into a meeting where you just went in and really listened and you were trying to be thoughtful. What showed up? What was your presence in that day? What did you notice about yourself? Right. And so I think that's fun and joyful. Jennifer, it has been joyful to be with you today. It's good to see you, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. We had a nice uh, lunch together here and had a nice time catching up. Uh, sorry that it has been running, running, running the last couple of weeks. I heard that feedback, so I will be working on that. <laughs> Lee Hubert is uh, going to be hosting next week. He will be taking you through some case studies with some of our clients. Uh, so it'll be a nice engagement. See, how do we work with folks? So during the course of the week, though, we're so happy when you reach out to us. If you want to call us uh, to ask us about work or questions, it's area code 540-798-1963. If you want to shoot us an email, it's uh, jeff at voltageleadership.com or jennifer at voltageleadership.com. You can reach us at our website at voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can reach me on Twitter at Jamie Jeff. Um, you know, what I want you to know is please feel free to go out and see our blog. Go back and listen to the podcast. So go out to the Voltage Leadership and be able to find that because often, you know, we don't have time to go through all the things that we want. 
but in our blogs and our tools, they're there. So Jennifer, again, so great to have you here today. To everyone that's out there, thanks for showing up each and every week. And go make it a great week. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.